This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Taking out your Bibles to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, we're going to go to the Old Testament book of Proverbs, and and we're going to look into chapter number 24. Proverbs chapter 24. And we're in a series that we, we launched coming right out of Easter. We launched this series coming right out of Easter. And it's called Free at Last. <laughs> Free at Last. And it's kind of a, a, a series that I'm attempting to lead you in into breaking free from some reoccurring lies of the enemy. So kind of let me help you. Before we get started, I want to kind of recap it and make sure that all of us are on the same page. I've noticed as a local church pastor that there's some lies that the enemy tells, and and we buy them. We don't even investigate them to see if they're true. We We just believe it, and then we suffer from it. For instance, the first Sunday of this series, that was the Sunday after Easter. So if you're interested, you can go online, or you could use the church app. And you can listen to these messages that I'm referring to. But the first Sunday after Easter, I talked about strongholds and how the enemy likes to make his way into your mind and make, it makes you believe and, and it, it makes you believe that there's something you're dealing with that's stronger than God. It's a stronghold. You believe that your marriage problems, is, it's, it's too much for God to even handle the lie of the enemy is your health is it's just too bad that the, that the Lord can't even get you through it. It's called a stronghold. Well, I'm determined to, to preach, teach, and lead this church into freedom from strongholds. And the word of the Lord tells us that there's nothing too big for God. There's nothing too strong for the Lord. He is able. Someone say amen. And then last Sunday, we, we attacked the lie of the enemy. See, here's how it works. If you expose the lie, you can defeat the liar. If you call him out for what he's telling you, you can defeat the liar. Well, last Sunday, we talked about financial freedom because the enemy wants you to know. what He really wants you to believe that you're never gonna have enough. You're always gonna be behind. There'll always be more uh, need than there is provision. Well, that's a lie of the enemy as well. Uh, the Lord has your needs met, you just need to come into agreement with him and accept this truth that he will supply all your needs. And his vision for your life is not one of lack and always being set back, but it's a vision of abundance. And I showed you in the word of God. These are not just things that I'm thinking about. This is the scripture. And I want you to go online and listen to that message. So here we are today. This one's probably the most heavy of the series because it is, uh, it is critical. It's, it's um, what can I say? It's consistent across the board. It affects young families, older families. It affects all race. It affects all family dynamics, whether you're a single mom, single dad, or a, an established uh, uh, mother and father, or even divorced families that have remarried. This is across the board, and here it is. We're talking about freedom from dysfunction for the next few minutes. And let me help you understand what I mean by dysfunction. I feel that the enemy 
has made its way into our homes and has made us, told us this lie that dysfunctions the new, it's the new normal, that families fuss, that it's normal, families fight, that it's normal, that, that, that husbands are supposed to blow their, their temper and lose it all, and, and, and wives are supposed to, you know, respond to that in, in dysfunctional way, and children are supposed to be dysfunctional. It's the new norm, right? I mean, every movie presents families as unhealthy. Every story told presents families as unhealthy. So it's made its way into even, even Christian homes that, well, you know, our faith is one thing, but our family, that's a whole nother thing. We're dysfunctional, but we still love the Lord. I'm telling you that I'm fixing to show you in the word of the Lord how to open up the back door of your house and to get that lie out of your home and you need to be free from dysfunction because that's not normal. There is a healthy family presentation in scripture that I know that you want. I know that I want it for my home and I'm determined to pray my way into it. I'm determined to, 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 to apply the word of God until we see it. Uh, our, our personal, the Brandon family, we are in the middle of this just like you are and I've been looking and seeking and I see it in the word of God that there's a few things that if we'll apply, we can have freedom from dysfunction. Are you with me so far? So let me show you how I'm gonna do it. The approach I'm gonna give you is this. And this whole message is in our app. If you, if you like to see the notes, they're already there in the app for you. Here's how I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you what healthy families do. Healthy families, those that are not bitten by dysfunction, the very first thing they get right, the very first thing they do is they have authentic faith in God, real faith in God. What I mean by that is most of the time, if we're not on our A game, we think that a real healthy relationship with God means that we go to church on Sundays. I got news for you. You can go to church 52 Sundays a year and fight like the Hatfields and McCoys Monday through Saturday. Church attendance I probably should have said Hatfields and McCoys in the 830 because <laughs> there's very few people in here that probably goes that far back in country music to know about the Hatfields and McCoys. Um, but, but I don't even know. Bad attention issue right there for a moment because somebody over here is giving running commentary. So here we go. The new norm is that everybody fights during the week, but they go to church and they put their little sport coats on for church and they smile in the church parking lot and they just scrap the rest of the week. I can tell you, that's not, that's not healthy. Authentic faith is, I'm gonna be honoring God on Tuesday whenever I get the call at work and something's gone wrong or I'm gonna be living for God on Thursday whenever my, 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 my checkup doesn't go well. I'm gonna be living for God when the IRS says I owe this much money again. I'm gonna be living for God whenever I'm dealing with this and that. Authentic faith is a literal, vibrant, thriving relationship with God no matter what the circumstances are. Have you ever noticed it's real easy to love and honor and serve God when things are going well? You let one thing go wrong, you'll have your faith tested. 
And I've seen people that I thought were so grounded and so strong in their faith, one thing go weird in their family, and the next thing you know, you can see it. They were, they were, they were about this deep in their faith. And, and if you're wanting to move from dysfunction to health, then what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get a little deeper in the Word of God, and we're going to have to have some, some structure. We're going to have to have some belief systems that we nail down that are, that are, we don't compromise with it. These are essentials. These are not up for debate, and that is that we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24, 15 says, choose. Everybody say, it's a choice. You're gonna choose if you eat lunch today. You're gonna choose where you eat lunch today. You're gonna choose what time you go to bed tonight. You're gonna choose all week long. This comes down to a matter of choice. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. And, and I love how it goes on in old classic Scripture from King James Version says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a choice. So the very first thing I want to establish this morning in being free from dysfunction is you need to choose to live, serve, and honor God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That we're not a family that goes to church. We're a family that loves God. And we're going to be settled that we don't just, we don't just go to church. We go, we go in all that we can to love God. Someone say amen to that. So let's get real personal now. Because that, that right there is just good overview. That covers all of us in the room but I'm fixing to get real close to where you're living. And some of you can listen and, and apply. Others of you, you can listen and just choose to keep doing what you've always done. But I'm fixing to help you if you'll let me help you through the word of God, not my ideas, but through the word of the Lord. Healthy families schedule, intentionally schedule God into their family life. Uh, I think I've got, yeah, I've got my phone on me. I can open up this little smartphone and I can show you on my calendar, color-coded calendar. I've got one color that's just all about our family only. I've got another color-coded little dot that represents my job. And I got another color-coded deal that just is, is just, for, just for days, like birthdays, et cetera, for anybody and everybody. More than likely, you have a calendar, whether it be on a smart device or hanging up in a closet somewhere at your home. We schedule everything. You know when your doctor's appointment is. You know when band practice starts. You know, you know uh, whose birthday party you're going to be at Saturday. We schedule everything. But healthy families, healthy families schedule God into their lives. And it's not like, I know what you're thinking. It's easy, right? Well, Sunday's on the calendar. No, <laughs> I'm talking about you schedule God into your life. You schedule time to be with the Lord. And, but this is why this is overlooked. Because dysfunctional families say yes to everything 
and we never say no. So before you realize it, we've got 13 sports going on every week with our kids. We've got, we've got five birthday parties. We've said yes to three lunch appointments. We've said yes, 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 yes. And then when God says, what about me? We have a tendency to say, I, I'm sorry, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time for men's night. I don't have enough time for a ladies tea gathering. I don't have enough time for, for to serve it for the children's ministry. I don't have enough time to, to be a greeter. I don't have enough time to read the Bible. I mean, give me a break. I hear you read a few scriptures on Sunday, Pastor Tom, and that's good enough for me. I don't have time for the word of the Lord. I don't have time to pray, but you do when the, the red light flashes red and you ran it, you pray. You have time for that. It was, it, I'm just trying to get a little feedback this morning. That's, I will tell y'all though, y'all are doing so much better than that 10 o'clock. The 8.30 service out of nowhere today was like crazy on fire. The 10 o'clock, I'm telling you, it was the greatest Methodist service I've ever been a part of. I'm telling you right now, I had my Baptocostal ministry working today. I literally, I just stopped and said, hey, I'm gonna tell a joke. And at the end of the joke, I want y'all to laugh because that's what you're supposed to do. It was that bad in the 10 o'clock. You guys are awake. I like it. You're doing good today. What was I talking about? Hey, schedule God into your world. We say yes to everything. And then when God says, hey, what about me? I don't have time for that. Yes, you do. I've got so much respect for a particular man in our church. I'm just kind of getting to know him. I don't really know him that well, but we've been, we've been spending a few, a few, few uh, t- some time together, and I'm getting to know him a little bit. But he went missing. I hadn't seen him for a while, and, and I bumped into him recently away from the church, and, and, and I just said, man, come here. And we did the whole hand and the little show. I said, man, I miss you. And he said, man, I've been so busy. We've done this, and we were doing that. And then he just stopped. And I, and I thought, man, I hope he's okay. And he said, you know what? I'll just be honest with you. We haven't made time. And I was like, dude, don't, don't have like a breakdown. It's all good. I was just telling you I miss you. And he goes, no, for real, man. He said, I always have time for my gym. And, and I always have time for, you know, we love to go to the movies and we never miss a, 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 a movie when it's coming out. We have time. He goes, you know what? We have just really missed out on this priority thing. And I could not have been more appreciative of the honest approach. Hey, everybody in the room, wake up call. This applies to every single one of us, me, you, everybody in between. We make time for what we want to make time for. If you want to remain dysfunctional, if you want to remain unhealthy, then just keep doing your schedule like you've always done. But I can promise you this much. If you'll test this, if you'll try this and purposely schedule time with God, you will find yourself flipping the coin from dysfunction to being healthy. Someone say amen to that. Watch this. Once you have established your authentic faith and once you've got your calendar under control, uh, once, you, once you get healthy there, you can start living out your purpose. Now, I'm going to talk about some parenting things real quick. I know not everybody in the room this applies to you. I know that. But for those, the majority of you here today at 1130 uh, service, you, you, this applies to you. So here it is. 
every single one of us that are raising children, every one of us that are, that are, that are steering children and, and providing for them and loving on them, you and I have an anointing on our life from God as mother and father to be able to look with, a, with an honest set of eyes and see where they're gifted and we have to start shaping them and stewarding them into their strengths. That creates health. Kid doesn't have to be great at everything. Kid just needs to know where he's gifted and help to become great in that thing. That's where we get our schedules messed up because we think we just want to be involved in everything. You can't afford from finances, from time management, from emotional energy. You can't afford to be in everything. So you're going to have to find out that something that your family shines in and be great in that. It even goes for marriages. I'm telling you right now, Denora and I, we, 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 we honest to goodness, we have in the last few years have really found our purpose in our ministry. And, and, and the ministry part, the job's not my purpose. It's the, it's the loving God and the serving of people. The serving of people. And one thing we've chosen to do with us is, is when it comes to small group ministry, we lead a small group. She and I together lead a small group that is centered on parenting because it's something we need. We need to improve in this area. So therefore, we've got this great curriculum and it's always feeding us. It's always enriching us. And what we've chosen to do is open up our home to, a, to, 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 to selected parents of new ones that we feel like that the curriculum is gonna bless them and they're gonna be strengthened by it. And one thing we found out that we've learned through this curriculum is we play a role in helping our children find out who they're gonna be in God. Is this okay? Everybody all right? You got chicken on your brain? No? Okay. Hang in there with me for a minute. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim. Everybody say my bullseye. Come on, everybody say my bullseye. Imagine a target, a paper target for all of the men and women that are marksmen. You got a paper target with rings, but there's the bullseye. There's the touchdown. There's the home run. There's the point of reference that we're looking for. He says, my bullseye, he says, my aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. You have a purpose your purpose is not your job. Your purpose is not your hobby. Your purpose is found in your calling. And your calling, if you're just not sure what it is, it's to love God and to love people by serving people. Well, how do I serve them? Serve them in which you're good at. Because that's where it gets fun. That's why we have this thing called growth track. If you're gonna serve in this church, in which we want every single one of you serving, we're gonna have to spend time together in our growth track because we don't want you serving in places that you're miserable because when you're miserable, we're miserable. We want you serving in places that you shine and you're making a greater difference than we could ever make on our own. Healthy families, 
they establish the fact that they love God no matter how life is going. Healthy families schedule time with God. And healthy families find out where they're good at and what makes them tick. And they go for it. And they bless other people with doing it. Let me give you two more real quick. This next one is probably the most important one. Because all of you are going to say a big amen or a oh no. You're going to either say amen or oh no to this. Healthy families forge the right relationships. It doesn't just apply to your five-year-old. It applies to us as families. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. You are who you run with. You are who you're hanging out with. How do you think my future looks? Well, let me see who you're running with because that's where you're heading. And I'm telling you, I'm determined. I can't say yes to everything. I'm gonna have to say no to some things. And things that I'm gonna say yes to is I'm gonna say yes to hanging out with people that are going in the right direction. People that are gonna take me closer to God, not further from God. I don't have enough meals to spend with people that are going in the wrong direction. I gotta spend my coffee. I gotta eat my meal. I gotta spend my hobby. I gotta spend my free time with people that are gonna take me closer to God. Somebody needs to hear this. Let me me just give it to you from the scripture. This is what the Bible says. You ready? He who, uh, Proverbs 13, verse 20. He who walks with the wise grow wise. But a companion of fools, they go to jail. Bible doesn't say that. I just said that. The Bible says, but a companion of fools. It's funny though, isn't it? Bible says, but a companion of fools suffers harm. In other words, Trouble comes when you're hanging out with a, with a group of, of, of people going in the wrong direction. And moms and dads, there's not a mom and dad in this room that doesn't say, that's good preaching. You better listen to him, kid. No, your family better listen. Because it matters who you're doing your lunch break with, dad. And it matters who you're texting with, mom. And it matters who you're vacationing with, family. Don't you tell me that you're immune from it. It doesn't just apply to junior hires. It applies to all of us. I can tell you right now, you let me have a couple hours with the wrong influence, it messes everything up around here. It messes my relationship up with our church staff. It messes me up with Denora. I, I, I get irritable with my kids all of a sudden. And if I trace it back, it's because I just spent an hour at a meal with somebody that was sucking the life out of me, not pouring blessings into me. You let me get into the wrong text communication, and the next thing you know, uh, my, my tempers may be upset, or, 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 or my doubt rises up, or, or my, my fear rises up. And the next thing you know, I can put that smartphone down and become real dumb. That smartphone just made me dumb because I've just invested time in the wrong place. You can't afford to be close to everybody. Man, I'm preaching good. Matter of fact, I'm just going to amen myself. Amen. I'm preaching good. You can't afford to be close to everybody. 
Be friendly to everybody. Be kind to everybody. But you don't need to open up your ear gate, your hearing to every voice. You can't afford to run and rub shoulders with everybody. Because I can tell you right now, not everybody's going where you're going. And if you're wanting to climb up that mountain, if you're wanting to have a, a, a farewell party for dysfunction, if you're wanting to get healthy, you, don't, you can't afford to run with the wrong people, ma'am. That's why we... That's why our, we, we're trying our best, okay, all that we can do. We can't force anybody, but that's why we're doing our best to create healthy small groups, healthy small group environments. Uh, you know, I mean, I just think about some of the, the ones that are just so, they're just so good. I think about my men's breakfast that I attend. Pastor Dustin Watts leads a small group along with my friend Billy Hughes that's here today. I know every single Thursday during a small group semester, I'm going to get a, a nice breakfast with a hot cup of coffee, and I'm going to start my day out with men that are wanting to do what I'm wanting to do, and that's love God and, and, and do right. I'm thinking about the ladies at lunch. There's two of them, a group in Burleson, a group in downtown Fort Worth, does it solve all of our world's problems? No, but it gives you an hour with women that are wanting to do what you're wanting to do. Love God and do what's right. And that's just two little groups. There's all kind of groups. There's groups for business leaders. There's groups for Bible studies. There's groups for prayer ministry. There's group that there's so many different groups. And it's rubbing shoulders and elbows with the right people. Man, I could preach all day on this, but you wouldn't stay here with me. It matters who you're hanging out with. And then last but not least, my final point for you before we kind of take a turn here. This is the big one. Once you get your faith settled that we don't just love God on Sundays and live like crazy people Monday through Saturday. That's a very religious liturgical approach to God. And this is said in no offense to anyone. I have a lot of good Catholic friends that come to this church. This is not in any way critical. But I can tell you, if you try to live for God just like on Sunday only, like that's your token and that's your, that's your offering to God, that's your obedience to God, and then live like the world the rest of the week, you've just fallen into the trap of religion. And religion does not create health. Relationship with Jesus produces health. And again, please, if, if you need any more clarity on that, I'd love to spend time with you on that because I'm not in any way saying that's offend, of, of trying to offend you. I will say, though, settle your faith that no matter what day of the week it is, we're loving God. Get the right group of friends that are gonna build you up and bring you up higher, not take you down. And it's not just the obvious sin. I'm not talking about friends that are going to take you to the wrong places. That, that's, that's obvious. But I'm talking about the friends that just say the wrong words at the wrong time that make you question things. You don't want to be doing life with people that make you question your security in your marriage. You don't want to be doing life with people that make you doubt the success in the future of your children. You want to be doing life with people that are life-giving people, that blessing you and pulling you up a little bit higher. So settle all of this, but here's my last one. Here's the final one. Healthy families, healthy marriages, healthy parents always give grace. If you want to stay dysfunctional, keep leading your family according to the law, meaning judgment. 
If you want to stay dysfunctional, keep, keep, just keep being so rigid that there's no room for growth. If you want to be an unhealthy family, just cut them at the knees for every single mistake they make. See how it goes for you. Or, or we can be healthy and understand grace and love people as he loves us. Can I just get somebody, here's a cue, you're supposed to lift your hand at this question. Is there anybody that realizes that Jesus has forgiven you of some things? Yeah, all of us. So therefore, what do we do? Hey, I'm not talking about get walked on. I'm not talking, don't, don't take it to the extreme. I'm not talking about being abused and mistreated. No, 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 that's unhealthy. But there is an element of giving grace and giving some people another chance. Give your kids a chance, man. You, you were stupid. And that was just last week. Give your spouse a chance. You've, you've, you've fouled up. And again, we're not going to take it to extreme and say, well, Pastor Tommy told me I need to be a floor mat for that guy. No, 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 no. Let's use some wisdom here. But give some grace, man. Last week, we showed you a video testimony of a couple that's a part of our church, my friends, Rudy and Selena. They got freedom from financial stress. How'd they do it? Through practicing some principles in the word of God They were able to build their credit scores up. They were able to buy a house. They were able to put some money back for savings. They were able to turn the page from being a captive and a prisoner of financial pressure to being free. Well, today, I'm going to show you a video testimony of a family that I love so much in this church that at one point in their lives, I was in the middle of it with them. They were captives. They were prisoners of dysfunction. But they chose to show grace. This is a story of what grace will do. Let's watch this together. Hi, everybody. My name is Dustin, and this is my wife, Catherine. And we're on the pastoral staff here at Calvary Church. I'm the Connections Pastor. And I'm the Children's Pastor. Ten years ago, we were so excited about being married and tackling the world together. Little did we know how hard it would be with two different people raised two different ways. Um, So when we got together, we're like, man, marriage is really hard. People would tell us, oh, it's just the growing pains. And as the years progressed, different challenges were thrown our way. And we're like, okay, it's the growing pains. And it got to a point where we're like, wow, this is very hard. Um, And I would catch myself thinking, this is why people complain about being married. And I noticed that I would undermine my husband. I would talk down to him and I would even boss him around. But I'd look around and see other wives do it and think, oh, okay, it's common. You know, it's normal. And then I was so focused on the good things that were going on in my life, the ministry that I had worked hard to to, to get to and serving others that I missed out on the great things of life, which are, of course, my wife and my family. And I was so focused on investing in others that I forgot to invest in in our marriage and, and in our family. And ultimately, a, a, a culmination of all these things brought us to a really extreme breaking point. It was in that breaking point we had to decide, do we want to stay married? And we chose to fight for our marriage, for our kids, and for God. 
but we couldn't do it by ourselves. And so we had to ask for help, and it's okay to ask for help. So we got help from our family, our church family, from God, and with the help of a professionally licensed counselor, we're able to celebrate 10 years. Just a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary, and we're so thankful for God's involvement in our marriage at this point. Because if it wasn't for God, God's involvement in our marriage at this point, we wouldn't be celebrating this today. We wouldn't be celebrating a marriage that we both enjoy, that we wake up excited to spend the day with one another, and we wake up excited to be married. And you can have that, that freedom in your marriage, that freedom to experience a marriage and a life the way that God intended. And we hope that our story today is, is, is a help to you all. God bless. As you can tell, you're not immune from challenges even when you're in ministry. You're not immune from challenges even though you've been married just a couple years or if you've been celebrating your 50th this year. Dysfunction is a stronghold that makes its way into your mind pretending to be bigger than God. Can I tell you something today? It's a lie of the enemy. And I've given you a lot of information today already, but I'm fixing to give you a little package of three things, just this little quick package of three little things that will change your life forever when it comes to family, relationship, interaction with others. And some of you need to take this and you need to start using it today at lunch. Today, in your car, when you get into your car, you need to either make that phone call, you need to send that text, or you need to do it in person. Here it is. Here's the very first one of these last three. Acknowledge. (laughs) Own up to your own mistakes. We are so quick to say, well, he... Well, she, no, it's a, well, I. Here's what the Bible says. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if you want to turn the page of dysfunction and start it all over again with a healthy home, acknowledge the fact to your kids, acknowledge the fact to your spouse, Students, acknowledge the fact to your parents. I'm, I'm to blame. I've played a role in this issue. And that right there will literally open the door for you to go to this second one. Abandon your thought that you have to get even. You don't have to get even. Well, he lied to me, so I'm going to lie to him. That's not wise. Well, he said something hurtful, so I'm, (laughs) I heard that in my own backseat the other day with my own little girl. Why'd you say that to her? Well, she said it to me. That's smart. And we take it from childhood all the way up. We'll catch ourselves at work 
you'll catch yourselves at, at, at work trying to get even, trying to get back, trying to level the playing field. Guys, it's dysfunction. And the enemy wants you to think that's normal. That's not normal. That's unhealthy. Healthy is, there's no doubt about it. I played a role in this. I'm wrong. And I'm not going to kind of come after you. I'm not going to try to come after you and make it and try to get even with you. What you're doing is you're exposing the liar. And the liar is losing his influence. And you're becoming healthy. And the final one of those three is apply grace, apply grace, apply grace, apply grace. How much? Bible says you'll never, ever be required to give as much grace to a human being as he's given to you. So just keep giving grace with the thought of how much has he forgiven me.